Greetings, Earthlings. This is the Tech Edition Podcast for the week of April 24th. Um, this is episode 14. I have two of my good friends with me. Clarence, how you doing, buddy? What's up, man? Good to be back. And also, we have a very, very special guest, Mr. Caesar T. MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speaking of, I'm glad you mentioned that. I need to go on MySpace and close that account. <laughs> <laughs> But it's definitely still up there. I saw it got upgraded to their new <laughs> interface or look and all that. And I'm like, man, this stuff still there. I wrote some stuff on there that I don't want my wife to see. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. This was before I was married. A while no, back, they tried, to, they tried to pivot to um, when Facebook was uh, killing them. They tried to pivot to music, which I don't think that worked out either. I think uh, Justin Timberlake or somebody invested in the company. Yeah. Just weird. Yeah, poor my so what you using them so the page you, was like just too much stuff <laughs> yeah just virus you'll get a virus going to a myspace page it was man too- it was utter garbage man it was so bad the only thing worse than myspace was geocities well no the problem the problem is my, with myspace is they opened the css up or whatever it was and let people customize their old pages and that was i mean i think that was a downfall of myspace <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah, it was horrible, man. Horrible kids. You don't know no how good you have it these days. It would bring yeah. my desktop to a crawl just trying to load, <laughs> page, just just running one of the pages. Like my mouse would have trails behind it, and I didn't even have trails turned on. Green Scroll- text on a blue and red background. Scrolling marquees. It was it was it was the worst. <laughs> oh man! All so- right. So, Carl, man, what you been up to, man? How's it been going since all these years? It's been a while since we've talked. You doing all right, man? All these years. Yeah, I've, I've been doing good. Um, still playing the same game. <laughs> <laughs> still playing Street Fighter, Street Fighter 5 now, not Street Fighter 4. But playing Street Fighter. been playing a Awesome Nights game with my wife and my nephew. Uh, I have that. I haven't played it yet, but I have it <laughs> on Steam. It's pretty decent. Um, there's some, you know, it's one of those, uh, well, I guess it's not free to play, but it's one of those games where they have lots of characters you buy and the bought characters definitely outclass the oh, default characters a lot man. of times. Pay to win. <laughs> exactly. That's what we, we be complaining about it all the time. Pay to win. <laughs> so I think I, I got that in a humble bundle or something. I can't remember. So how are you liking the new Street Fighter versus the last one? Four, I guess. I like this one a lot better. Um, they've kind of, they've done away with my, my most hated mechanic was the, the not being able to, to judge the throw distance, you know, for characters. Like, you know, I know Zangief can grab you across the screen because that's just what he was made for. But all other characters, you would be out of range. The one frame linkers, all of that stuff is gone. Uh, this one emphasizes on aggression, uh, pretty much, which, you know, I think what Japan loves, rock, paper, scissors. So the game is, is, <laughs> seriously on that you know guess you know like it you know sure there's still skill involved and the top skill players are still going to win but it's one of those games where you guess wrong guess wrong guess wrong perfect you lost you know it's it's, it's like it's serious like and it, it get and you can characters who are good at keeping you in that guessing game you know it's crazy like you get knocked off your feet someone at a certain range they can just keep hitting you and you don't know if they're going to throw. You don't know if you should jump, back dash. They got this mechanic called crush counter where pretty much if you press a button or do a, a back, a dash at the wrong time, the other person will hit you for, you know, which it creates like a, a 
pretty much a good stun, which then allows them to follow up with, you know, a heavy combo or knock you down. So it's like the damage in this one is great. You can, it's easy to get perfects in this game. Huh. So did they um get rid of the, that, that like ink hit that could like knock through a block? Is that still there? Um, the knock through a block, um, it's like, it's like the ink, like there's like a bunch of black ink that comes on the screen and like you can hit somebody real hard. And I, if I'm remembering right, it's like, and it doesn't oh, matter if they you, black or block or not, it'll still hit them. Oh, oh that's, that was the red focus that they added at the end of Street Fighter 4. Mm-hmm. Um, there are no unblockables in this now, um, you know, aside from grabs. Um, and, uh, you can't die from chip damage anymore on here. So no one can like <laughs> hit you with specials, fireballs. Oh, really? You know, yeah, you know, that was one of the strategies in, in Street Fighter. You know, you throw somebody and knock them off their feet, and they got, like, one piece of HP left. You know, you just throw a slow fireball so they rise into it and die. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't kill anymore. <laughs> the only way to kill with chip damage, you have to hit them with your super. Ah, okay, okay. Interesting. I, I, can, I, can, I can see that. I was going to, yeah, that was one of the my favorite things to do on Street Fighter Alpha 2, even though they called it cheap. <laughs> yeah. This is like, I love that, man. They put a big piece of cheese up there as your win icon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alpha 2, the good old days. Cool. Yeah. Before Sega died. <laughs> <laughs> so, sh- so should we jump into the news, guys? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. So I- I'm going to let you take this first one because I don't think I can say it without laughing. So, <laughs> so, so first off, let me just say that Disney is on this tear of making everything old new again. Or slash making everything old a live action adaptation. I think it all started with these uh, plays that were coming out on like NBC and ABC of like live action performances of Peter Pan and all this crap they were showing on network television, which was just weird. But I guess it was popular. And then we have all these uh, ABC shows that are about fairy tales or whatever that's coming out. So I said all that to say this, that... They actually, they did Jungle Book a while back and they just did Beauty and the Beast and it looks like now. Lion King too. Now, yeah, Lion King is on the block. It's coming up as well. I think, um, uh, what's his name is playing Simba. Um, the dude from Atlanta. Yeah, Charles Gambino, whatever his real name Written. is. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, which, which Simba? Young or old? Donald Glover. Yeah. Donald, Donald Glover. Glover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, they have been doing a bunch of live action adaptations of these cartoons. And I guess next up is Latin, Aladdin. And supposedly Will Smith is in talks to play not Aladdin, <laughs> but the genie. <laughs> so Will Smith is basically going to be Mr. Popo. <laughs> <laughs> this is just weird, man. Cause you know, that character was kind of made uh, iconic by the voice of the, uh, the, the late Robin Williams. And it's just going to be weird to see, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. What, what playing a genie? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. Like, all this song, this song going to be rap songs. <laughs> oh yeah. They have a rap song. Rub sure. my limp. Rub my limp, girl. Oh, oh. <laughs> Ha-ha. Yeah. Ha-ha. But yeah. I guess I guess it's not really a tech story, but I, I want to throw what, it in there because I thought it was what funny. What I say? What? What? Yeah. I just I can't see Will Smith as a genie as much as I like Will Smith. I just I, it's hard for me to to see him as a genie. Yeah, I agree. But he is funny though, so that might be what they're going for. Uh, I don't know. Whoa, Guy Guy Ritchie is the directing at Aladdin. That's what interesting. 
I'm not too familiar with most directors. Uh, so Guy Ritchie did Snatch. He did Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He did uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies. The new ones with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Um, what else did he do? He's got like a very unique style, and I just I hmm. it, it's hard for me to see him doing Aladdin. Although he does have this new movie coming out called King Arthur: The Legend of the Sword, which is kind of like yeah. a fantasy type movie. So, but. Uh, I don't know. He would not have been my first choice to direct Aladdin, even though I love his movies. It's, that seems yeah, odd to me. It's kind of too dark for that property. I don't know. Aladdin does get dark, though, if you think about it. Yeah. So. It does get dark. Speaking of, speaking of dark and Aladdin, you think they're going to whitewash it? <laughs> well, going to be broke back Persian? <laughs> so, Carrie, tell, tell Carl what you just told me about the uh, supposed uh, Black Panther trailer. <laughs> Oh yeah, so um, apparently they had like this private like preview of the Black Panther, and like <laughs> apparently there's only like one or two white people in the whole movie. <laughs> I so, heard people complaining about that. I was joking. I was like, I was like, that sounds about right. The only white person that needs to be in there is a uh, frozen Bucky. <laughs> oh, him, him, and the guy, the guy who's like trying to steal all of a brainium. He was in um Civil War. I can't remember his name. He's like one oh, of the, cut his hand off, didn't it? Yeah, he's one of Black Panther's arch nemesis. But apparently, this is the other thing you guys didn't really know about that movie. So you have uh, Chadwick Boseman playing T'Challa, and then apparently yeah. his arch nemesis from the same village is being played by uh, the Creed guy. What's his name? Uh, Jordan Michael B. Yeah. Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Because the, apparently the guy who directed uh, Fruitville Station and, and Creed is going to be directing this movie. Huh. And he brought. He brought like a lot of his staff with him. That's and it was interesting. Apparent, apparently, like um, his cinematographer is a female, and she's going to be like the first female to shoot a Marvel, uh, a Marvel superhero movie, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, oh. I probably should have brought some more information about that. But yeah, the, uh, apparently, our friends at the um, the Negro Justice League, um, they. <laughs> They um they had a they posted an article about it on their Facebook and um I thought it was really cool. Mm, well, I hope he uh, has some success. You know they say when you move from Fox Marvel to Disney Marvel, you, you do a lot better. Yeah, and yeah, the other thing I was gonna say is that well, like, he's Johnny Storm, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> what? That's not right. <laughs> so. uh on to other movie news. Carl, did you like the last Avatar movie? And I'm not talking about the, the little kid who throws uh, fire and stuff. Like the, oh, the blue people. Blue people. <laughs> I, for its time, it was amazing. But then after seeing it on replay over Uh-oh. and over and over and on every channel, and then with the death, the death of 3D, though 3D is actually still alive and kicking, but it's no, it's pretty much I dead. <laughs> I, I can't watch it. Yeah, I can't watch it anymore. But it Jack was great, Sweetie. and I'm like, it's kind of late now, though. I, I, I don't, I can't really say I'm looking forward to any more uh, Fern Gully. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But wait, waiting over ten years to do a, a sequel. I mean, it just feels weird because usually when a sequel takes that long to come out, it's usually a different cast or maybe the cast has gotten a whole lot older or a different director or some more people coming on to take over the property. But the fact that it's still James Cameron and yeah, they just take it forever to make these movies. I think they already shot 
China no, they, they, they haven't, haven't even shot? started shooting yet. They oh. won't start shooting until next year. And then it's going to take them another year to do all the CGs. So oh, the, they should just subtitle this Avatar 2, The Arrogance of James Cameron. Because, like, <laughs> I don't I don't think anybody cares about Avatar anymore. Like, seriously. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's too late. It's, what Are, are they going to even stay within... I don't know this timeline. Like, what he's gonna have children now or something with the other blue lady? Nah. <laughs> so, so are you saying the fact that you've seen it on TV and it's not in 3D is what takes away from the draw to it, or is it just that you've seen it so much and it's just kind of once it's on TV, it's not really that uh, special? I've seen it too much, and the 3D I feel was definitely a big seller. And it's it pretty much it's so 3D. Yeah, it, it's responsible for bringing 3D back into theaters. So. But like I said, like I said, I've seen it so much. It's like, yeah, I, I can't take it. I can't take seeing it anymore. <laughs> Without a doubt, the first and greatest modern 3D movie. But yeah, that's about the only thing great about it. I mean, the story is pretty weak. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty standard fare as far as the story. Nothing special going on there. But like both of you guys just said, it was. The draw of the 3D at that time, I mean, it was, it was revolutionary. Yeah, it was a beautiful movie. Like the only, only thing it could have added to it, which is, I kind of want to see more movies use this. I like that high frame rate. Yeah. Um, that they do with some move, like very few movies. And I think last thing I saw was maybe The Hobbit in high frame rate, the second Hobbit. But I haven't seen any other movies like do that. I'll probably go watch it, even though I'm not really looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I will. We'll probably watch. It. I'm pretty sure my wife will want to see it, and you know, it should be beautiful. Hopefully, it's in high frame rate and 3D, and you know, so we can you know look like the things are coming off the screen, and Shoot. we're we're there with them dancing with wolves and stuff. And- It'll be an 8K probably too by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's doing cool. like George Hill's Lucas and waiting for the technology to kept, catch up with his vision. That's what he said about the first Avatar. Oh, really? <laughs> he was, he wanted to, he wanted to shoot it in the eighties, and like he took the script around, and people were like, "There's no way we can do this, dude." So he sat on this so, he sat on this script for like fifteen years. Oh god! So he's gonna do like George Lucas and re-release uh, the first Avatar and change all the machine guns in the cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I guess to get it, get it moving a little farther along, so I don't know how much you guys have been keeping up with GPUs, but last year, uh, NVIDIA just pretty much owned computer GPUs. Uh, their whole range from the 1060 all the way up to the 1080s and now the 1080 Ti. I mean, they pretty, they're pretty much owning the graphics market right now. Um, and since last year, there's been all this hype about AMD's new product called Vega, which is supposed to rival the GTX 1080, supposedly. But anyway, um, Vega's still not out, but uh, AMD announced a new graphics card. It's called the Radeon Pro Duo, and it's basically... There was one last year, huh? but, but this one... So I don't know if you guys remember the R9 Fury product. So basically, last year they took two R9 Furies and they duct taped them together and put them in one graphics card case. <laughs> Made and a game stuck cute, it, yeah, stuck, <laughs> st- 
and stuck it in, stuck some water cooler cooling on it, and it was like, yeah. And it's like it's it's super powerful card. It's it's the funny thing is it's actually even more powerful than this new Polaris based Radeon Pro Duo that was just announced. One thing they did was they they lowered the cores and they lowered down the clock, clock speed so it doesn't actually need water cooling. And this one, instead of pulling 350 watts, it's pulling 250, which that's a lot for a graphics card. But the thing you have to remember is this is actually two graphics cards in yeah. one. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know, like, how it's going to do for gaming. Oh, Lord. I don't know how it's going to do for gaming, but for for um compute it's going to be a really huge product and it's all available for the low price of $999. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. You know that's that makes me think sometimes. Okay, like so like what is the smallest cheapest air conditioner you can buy? Probably 50 bucks at Walmart or something. I don't know. So if you if you could take that <laughs> and attach attach a graphics card to that and pump as much watts as you can into it. I wonder what you could achieve for much cheaper. Sure, it wouldn't be that small, and it wouldn't be quiet. The newest PC mods, window air cooling. (laughs) A whole new level. (laughs) Refrigerant included. Coming to a trailer park near you. (laughs) Now you can enjoy your HTC Thrive. Or (laughs) Thrive, or whatever they call it. Thrive. Like that R. Kelly song, Girl, you got that vibe. (laughs) Oh, not vibe, vibe. Oops, sorry. My joke fell flat. Yeah, I guess there isn't really a whole lot to talk about there. I just know that um, AMD's been doing pretty well this year. They finally released um, decent. Because, I mean, for a while, they've been out of the enthusiast CPU market. I think since, like, before uh what was it bulldozer was that the name yeah, of I'm it still, i'm still i'm still running the bulldozer so like after bulldozer they kind of just stopped they just kind of gave until the enthusiast cpu market but they released their new ryzen parts this year and i mean they're killing it they have a 500 dollars eight core 16 thread processor they just released the ryzen fives there's a 170 dollar i think it's the ryzen 5 1400 it is four cores, eight threads, and it's one hundred and seventy dollars. Just to compare, huh. I have a two, I have a two hundred twenty dollar Core i five six six hundred K, and it's no no hyper threading, so it's just four cores, four threads, and it was like two hundred thirty dollars. So I mean, they they have some really really nicely priced CPUs if you're looking to build a system. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully Vega, when Vega's released, it'll actually, you know, compete with the the NVIDIA products as well. Yeah, I've been an AMD CPU person, like, ever since my Windows 98 machine, that, which is pretty much where I learned to build computers from and overclock and buy settings and dip switches and, and all this stuff. So I've always, like, stuck with AMD and ATI processors. So I'm kind of curious about that, uh, you know, about that rising. Though, I've been looking at my CPU lately and I'm like, okay, cause I, I actually, I watched your video, uh, when you was testing your attempts with your new, your new cooler. And I was like, I said, wow, he's happy with near 60 and I'm not even breaking 40. I need to overclock this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <okay. laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you, if you're getting below 40, uh, that's, that's what I did. Cause my, my fan got my tips down. I was like, cool, like overclock now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And yeah, it's been stable. It my since I made that video like a week or two ago, my two three point five gigahertz processor has been running stable at four and a half. And you know, and my computer doesn't make any more sounds except for when I'm playing games. The GTX ten eighty gets super loud, but other than that, man, yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. I am kind of like I do kind of want one of those Vega, not Vega, the Ryzen chips. But I, when I when I upgrade my CPU in maybe a year, I'll probably go back to AMD. Yeah, because I guess thinking about it, you were saying that uh, like that the GPU is using like two hundred like thirty watts. You know, I kind of been thinking like everything else in the in the computer is really like reduced its power needs. Like, yeah. you either don't have a CD drive or it uses like <laughs> negligible power. Your hard drives are now you know, like solid state. Yeah. You know, they don't use any power. It's, and, but everyone still, but and computer enthusiasts still pushing five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand watt power supplies. And, yeah, I have you know, a I have a six fifty in my computer right now, and even that's overkill. <laughs> but I like unless you're, unless you're running two GPUs, you do not need an eight hundred watt power supply. Like people like yeah, yeah I got, but yeah, you don't. I don't think personally you need one unless you're just like running like raid something yeah <laughs> server if you're like decrypting <laughs> ethereum cryptocurrency or bitcoin or something and you got like four gpus in your system yeah it's yeah, like running prime numbers and uh cell division protein bonding <laughs> <laughs> yeah good deal so on to the next thing you want to take it clarence or should we just kind of round table it or yeah we kind of kind of round table it so um who's picked up the uh nes classic that came out late last year did any of you guys pick it up yeah, this guy you I bought a raspberry really? pie instead so you were able to get your hands on one so what was that like did you have to fight off some old ladies to get it nope just signed on um one late night on amazon prime and and caught it when it was uh available for pre-order have you been happy with said device I have not even cut the plastic. What? Oh, oh so you, you haven't know. even opened it? I haven't even opened it. Dude, My wife pretty much <laughs> wanted it because she's a collector. We have shelves full of Amiibos that have not been opened. Um, it's, we just love Nintendo. I set it next to uh, my original NES because I, I was able to retrieve that from home. And wow, it, the like I said, the NES is bigger than the box that this comes in because I have not <laughs> taken it out of the box. So I don't... You know, so I don't have a direct comparison yet. You know what's funny? The ARM hardware that runs the NES Classic is more powerful than a D- 3DS. <laughs> really? I didn't didn't yeah. they say it was more powerful than the Wii? Uh, I don't nice. know if it's more powerful than the Wii, but that wouldn't surprise me. It's just it was it was cheaper for them to buy the newest like ARM chipset than it would have been to design something like closer to the regular NES, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but it kind of makes sense. The only thing I didn't really like about the NES Classic was that it seems like they did just enough. It seems like with a, exactly. with a little more effort, they could have made it expandable. And, you know, you play any Nintendo game of create or whatever. I know that would have been licensed nightmare. But they, they could have just did a little more to make it way more exciting. They did the bare basics. Uh, to well, get you, this know, game you know what happened, though? Like it's, they, already, it's already been hacked. 
Well, there's that, and then they released it. Oh, speaking of hacking, there's another thing I want to talk about, but <laughs> it's pretty funny. But like the what they did was they released this, and it caught on like wildfire, and they were like people were asking for more games for it, and they were like, oh shoot, we're gonna cannibalize our 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 what is it called home console virtual, virtual console yeah, virtual console. And I'm yeah. telling you, that's exactly why they they discontinued that that and you know the rumored SNES Mini, but but you know the funny thing about that though. Like Clarence said, they could have went the extra mile. Yeah. It has enough power. They could have gave it online. They could have gave it access to the same virtual console. And yes. they're supposed to be doing a unified account system now. So all those people who are not going to buy a Switch or a Wii U or, well, the Wii store is gone. They could have still sold the same yeah. 5 and $6 SNES, NES, uh, ROMs to them. But you're forgetting something. We're talking about Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, which, yeah. which the, the larger question could be is will has Nintendo gotten their online game together? That might be why it doesn't have any of these components in it. I mean, have we seen any signs from the Wii U? Which I'm sorry. Uh, Switch. <laughs> Switch. <laughs> and I want to ask Carl, does he even have one? But have we seen any signs from the Switch that is actually getting the online game together um i have the switch um no online games are out yet um they you know they're going to be doing a somewhat xbox live gold psn type of account system um it's going to be free for i think the rest of the year while they get their ducks in a row and (laughs) i guess determine how how what kind of value it's supposed to offer um i think it's going to be like 19 to $25 $25 or something like that is what everyone estimates. But yeah, as of right now at this date and time, no. Nintendo's online presence is still kind of lackluster. Hmm. That's disappointing. That's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, no, the other half of this I want to talk about when he brought up hacking is that apparently uh if you hack the Switch, Nintendo will pay you money. They have a bounty out for security exploits. What really? Yeah, it, it wasn't hard to hack. Like they, got hacked they the left week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somebody they hacked the, the web the browser yeah. on there. Somebody I, hacked I, the I web. I did that myself. Oh, you did it? <laughs> like I did it before. Like, well, probably the same time as they did. But I, I noticed it when uh, because they let you link uh, Facebook and um, and you can link um, like Twitter, Twitter accounts to your Nintendo profile. Mm-hmm. But all it does is open, you know, an inaccessible browser window to. You know, to get you so that you can sign in. I was like, this is just a browser window. <laughs> so I went, I went to my router, set up a forwarding and sent it to another page. And then I sent it straight to Google and I was able to use Google and do what I wanted in the browser. And then when I saw the video where the guy, where people were able to run uh, some, uh, a browser exploit, I think an exploit that's been patched in iOS. Like, like, like yeah, like in iOS. And, and they did a bunch of stuff. Like I didn't do any of that, but yeah, I played with the browser and was like, the browser's on here. Why are they not? I said, oh, it's probably just not ready yet, but it's on here. And I'm pretty sure what well, average customer would never know. But I was just like, okay, that, that was easy. Like, yeah, the, you, you, you could do the same thing on the, um, what was it? Oh, on the 3DS, uh, the old 3DS before it, it got a good browser. Um, when they released the YouTube, uh, app, all it was was the, the, the bare bones browser with, uh, some YouTube, like, um, code that could play the video that could play the video so all you had to do is uh you could navigate to the help section and then then too many youtube links would, would load up and you would end up then you could get to a google search and and because you went through the youtube app it would still be able to play 
um, like you know, generic streaming video, so you could like load other pages, um, <laughs> which most people loaded was adult pages, and those videos played fine, you know, on, before Nintendo released the new 3DS and made it a lot easier to do the same thing. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't blame them for wanting to lock down their system, but come on, Nintendo, come on, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the hackers are gonna hack it. You can't stop them. The general public will never figure it out, no matter how easy it is or what instructions the hackers put out there. And then people like me will support your product <laughs> until you stop supporting it. Then we'll hack it and do what we want to do with it. <laughs> oh yeah, cool. Next story. Yeah, um, has has anybody been playing any StarCraft lately? That's a Henry game, isn't it? <laughs> I downloaded and installed it, but I have not played yet. I did the same as well. I have it's not free. fired it up. Yeah, I guess, the, yeah, that's the news right now. It's free. Uh, they're getting ready to remaster it, I believe. Yeah, they're and, releasing uh, a remastered version of StarCraft and the expansion. I can't remember the name of it right now. Yeah, so, so this yeah. is the original StarCraft? Yeah, the original. With sprite work? Yeah, I think it's just a skin it's, update, I believe. It still looks pretty good, though, even the old one. I mean, I guess they, when they, they up the, I don't know what they did, but it doesn't look bad. It's like 20 years old, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty, well, still, it's pretty old. I still play Age of Empires every once in a while. So. <laughs> yeah, it came out in 1998. Oh, God. Oh, wow. That's when I graduated from high school. <laughs> Dating myself here. But yeah, <laughs> class of two thousand here. Two thousand two. Ah, young Y2K. bucks. So <laughs> Y two K. Well, yeah, I guess because <laughs> that I was a I thing. Am. Yeah, all computers exploded or something. Yeah, we're not really here. We're all like downloaded and backed up. <laughs> we're batteries plugged into the matrix. Yes. Uh, speaking of the Matrix, uh, Tim, Tim Cook threatened to pull Uber from the App Store. So what's up with this? Uber has been—they've uh, been eating it, man. They—they have not had a good year. Um, uh, things going on with their CEO and all kind of complaints, testing uh, automated self-driving cars without permission. They have been doing a <laughs> bunch of stuff to get in the bad graces of their uh, faithful. Does anybody here yeah. use Uber? I've used I've them u- once. Yeah, I've used it before. And it, apparently he was um they were doing some breaking some rules and <laughs> Tim Cook didn't, didn't like that very much. I'm still curious how they make money. Like our <laughs> ride was four dollars. I was like, "How's this? How's this guy making anything off of, off of a four dollar ride?" Like, and then there's no tips. You know, Uber doesn't even allow you to tip. Well, you know, you could sure slip the guy a few dollars or something like that. But it's but it says like all over the app. You know, we do not accept tips or tips are not required, etc. Well, yeah, I, I mean, think. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I said I think you could. I mean, at first you can make a lot more money than you can now. I think now that it's so saturated, it's harder for the drivers to make a lot of money. Uh, most of them do Uber and Lyft uh, to make ends meet. And 
Plus, I think they're playing kind of like the Amazon game. Just be everywhere. That's how they make money. Because they're like in yep. every country. Not every country. They're in a bunch of different countries. And and they're, they're just everywhere at this point. So I think that's kind of their thing to, to make profit. But I don't, like you said, I don't see how it benefits the guy that's out there driving around all day. I don't really see how he's making a a great living doing that. I don't know. I saw like one of my old classmates. Um, she's an Uber driver, and I saw her. She posted like her like two week paycheck, which was like a thousand and something dollars, and she was saying that was from doing ten hours a day or something like that. And I was like, okay, uh, I guess you can make money, but but like how how like but it's still like did she get huge fares or yeah. I think they have like certain times of day and like certain zones where you go and you get like multipliers on your rate and stuff. Like it, I don't see uh, how they make any money. Like I don't see how Uber makes any money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't see like how like you say how how does Uber make money? Because I like to me it looked like either they paying their people too much or they're charging us too little. But I'm like I said, I'm, I'm I don't want to complain about low prices. Or, I know we, we didn't take the car that far. Pretty much, uh, we was in Miami and we got him to take us to a shopping mall, which was, I don't know, less than five miles from the hotel. And it was like four bucks. <laughs> and I was like, for like four dollars? And like, you know, you don't pay. There's no exchange of money, which I guess lives the same way. You just, you know, you just link your Google account or credit card through your phone. And, you know, the guy picks you up. And once you get out the car, I don't know if he press a button or he use your GPS. Or whatever, and then you know it says thank you for using Uber. You know, here's your receipt, four dollars. Not like four dollars, really. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna use. I'm gonna call them to take us back to the hotel. What city were you in? <laughs> I was in Miami. I said try that in New York. I'm pretty sure it'll be something <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So all this hoopla was pretty much over. Apparently, uh, the Uber CEO had been directing his programmers to. Like, put this feature that would secretly identify and tag iPhone users, like, even after they uninstall the app. <laughs> what? what? So, yeah, that's what they were on. Um, that's what Tim Cook was upset about, understandably. But, yeah. That sounds like some antitrust kind of stuff. Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure the truth is somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, that well, seems a little outrageous. Well, Carl, if if you really want to talk some antitrust, uh, our next story: um, Google may be putting an ad blocker into the Chrome browser with it on by default. So I can see the people in Europe right now who likes to throw lawsuits at Google already firing up the engines to get ready to sue them for this, but. Um, Google makes their money off of ads. So why would they want yeah. an ad blocker in their browser? Well, I think the simple answer is <laughs> they, they only want, aside from blocking out the competition, I think they just want to uh, create an environment to where you only see the quote unquote good ads or the, well, the unintrusive, uh, covering up the screen, flashy, malware written ads that come from a, di- a lot of these other uh, sites that are out there but about, about, go ahead I'm sorry I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you I was just going to say like <laughs> although this is very very self-serving they do have a point like Google ads are very very inobtrusive so like yes. 
it, it's it's a, yeah, it's a conflict of interest. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I, I don't. It, it seems like they shouldn't be allowed to do this. Um, it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Windows comes with a uh, a virus scanner built into it. Isn't that kind of the same? But that's not going to stop you from, uh, you know, thinking this site that looks just like your bank site is your bank site. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I hate those ads. Like when, when trying to download, you know, legitimately find and download software and you can't find the real freaking download button. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, yeah. Dude, what what happened to download.com? It's just become like yeah. a, a cesspool of spyware now. Yeah, it's like you can't. And like I said, I was not like I was trying to get free software. It was legitimate. Yeah. What was I even looking for? Um, a USB, like, uh, bootable program or something like that that I had actually downloaded before. And I was going to download it again. And one of the first comments was like, don't get it anymore. After version, blah, 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 is now just full of spyware. And I'm like, I get this, this is a shame. <laughs> and I couldn't find it. And like I said, and once again, I couldn't find the download button. Every button I clicked on was like, Hey, you're, you know, we just scanned your computer. You might be at risk. I'm like, I didn't click oh, that button. Man. Or hey, uh, hey, never look for another driver ever again. We'll keep all your drivers up there. I didn't click on that. <laughs> I think, yeah. So I just, I think, I just like, screw it. Thank it's, you, Bitdefender. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, so that's actually good software. It's like for free with everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got the paid version off of Humble Bundle, man. It's it's great and like it won't like it don't give you like you can set the word like if you open something bad, it's pretty idiot, idiot proof. Like you open something that's bad, like it won't even alert you. You'll just get an error in Windows saying you can't access it. They like instantly like you know it's re- it's really really cool. You you don't get a bunch of those. Oh, you got a virus. What do you want to do? It just. <laughs> it just takes oh, care we, of we it. We can't move. We can't move it. We can't delete it. Yeah. We can only yeah. quarantine it, and it will stay on your machine forever. <laughs> so my my surefire plan is just uh, I I actually just use the Windows uh, Bit Defender, not Bit Defender, but Windows Defender or whatever it's called, Defender. Essentials, and I use uBlock Origin in Chrome, and I don't see any ads. I'm have to cut it off sometimes. When I want to watch a video on some some channels. Like a CBS site and ABC site, you have to actually cut it off to watch stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I do run the ad blocker all the time. So, uh, I think them building it in is just going to be good. Hopefully you can cut it off if you want to. So, yeah, like you said, it's just going to, you know, block the obtrusive ads. I'm pretty sure you're still going to get, you know, two ads before every YouTube video. Oh my God. It's gotten so bad. <laughs> it's like, I, I, gonna make me watch a minute and 30 second ad for a video that's like 90 oh, seconds, seconds long it's like Whoa. shorter than the ad this makes i have no sense. so many problems with youtube ads <laughs> because now like you have to have a video for 10 minutes to get the ad in the middle yeah, you know, oh, yeah. a lot of people just put fluff in their videos so they can get it longer than 10 minutes and put the ad in the middle which like yeah. really annoys me yeah. You can't fast forward past it. And then in Google, the company that's better at tracking everyone, you know, 
can't you like track that? Hey, I've seen this same ad five times within the yeah. past thirty minutes. Can you give me, I don't know, something else similar to my interest, or give me a free hour of no ads for a little bit, yeah. or something? Oh, like, it's I like I don't, I don't want flying cars. I don't want like uh, to travel to <laughs> Mars. I just want to not get shown an ad for something I just bought. Is that too yeah. much to ask? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Or something I just looked at. <laughs> yeah. And and no and speaking of that, I'm tired of getting emails from the retailer saying, Hey, um, did something catch your eye? Here's the thing you just oh. looked at, you want to buy it now? The price hasn't changed. It's just, you know It's still in you, your you cart. Know. Dude, I'm Oh, and did you you can already buy it and we'll still say, Hey, uh, did you mean to buy this? <laughs> buy another one. Or, get more. No, I think I think by far cold calls are like the worst. Is it cold calling? Robocalling is like the worst. Yeah, yeah. robocalls. Dude, I get like five calls a day from people trying to sell, sell me a warranty on my car. It's like, yes, I, it's oh, been, a, wow. it's, I don't have a note on it. It's paid for. It's like yeah. 20 years old. <laughs> Why are you sending me this? And apparently the government like, um, like, uh, forgave all my student loans like every day for the past <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, man, I can, I can get like this huge discount on, the house I already bought. And <laughs> one thing I've noticed about them, though, are they incapable of discerning an answer machine? If I if I just like so, what I do if I don't recognize the call, I just let it go to my voicemail. If they don't leave a message, nine times out of ten, it was a machine. If they left a message, I can. It was important. I can call them back. Yeah. And no, no. I learned oh. one other trick too. Oh no, if they you need- say hello one time, uh-huh. but don't say it again. They it won't the robot the robot I think can't afford it to. I don't know someone to take the call. Hmm. Do they? Because you know, with a human being, if you wait long enough, they'd be like, "Hello, is somebody there?" Yeah. But man, they leave I me a voicemail do, every time, I, man. Every time they leave me a voicemail, it ticks me off. <laughs> oh wow! You what can, I <laughs> what I heard? I heard this somebody say this. I don't know how true it is. Like you know that tone that plays before you hear it's like do do like before disconnected number. Like somebody told yeah. me, if you put that as your voicemail at the beginning. That the robocaller will take you automatically take you off the list because it's a dis- they think it's a disconnected phone. I'm like I don't know how true that mm. is. Huh? That's like some Doo-doo. Captain Crunch stuff right there. That's a good idea though. <laughs> they did say that too. They say also um, never uh, what it is. You know they say press one for more information or press two to be removed from our list. They say ne- do not press two. That's just all it is. And you confirming a human being is on this line. And you, you're going to keep getting calls, and you're going to get more calls from other other groups. Yeah. So, like, it's just due to my job. <laughs> and they, like, he gets the cold calls to at work or the robocalls. He, like, gets upset every time. I'm like, dude, there's nothing you can do about it. It's, it'll be all right. Just hang up or don't answer. Which, is, I mean, it, I admit it is bad because you can get a call that you actually need or want or be expecting. And you wouldn't even, if you like me, I just don't answer anything. So I could be getting like the offer of a, of a lifetime and I wouldn't even know because I, I just refuse to answer the phone. Anyway. Yeah. I've actually figured out one other thing they're doing too because you know phone numbers are kind of free and easy to just grab. One thing they try to do that they've done a lot to try to fool you is they call you from your area code. Yes, yeah, they however, do. Oh. However, I have not been in Mississippi for <laughs> six, seven years now. So I, I kind of, I ignore those numbers now. So if it, cause anyone from that area code, I have your name saved. You're in my caller ID. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. Good deal. That was a surprisingly 
thorough discretion. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah. well, Ads are the devil. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's really only one release that's upcoming that I kind of want to talk about. Uh, so, did you ever play Warhammer 40K with us, Carl? Um, is that the game where Henry slaughtered us? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's talking we, about Warzone. We, even teamed, we teamed. Oh, okay. I said we teamed up against him, and he still slaughtered us. Like was, I think you're talking about that Warzone, Warzone. twenty one hundred game. Oh God, <laughs> that in Maple Story. Maple Story. Oh my God. Oh, some beautiful music was in that game. Cool. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> we all used to play. Me and Andy and my brother, we would have like mini LAN parties, like just us three, and we would all network our computers together and play the first Dawn of War. And I really love the first Dawn of War. The second one, I didn't care for for so much, uh, just because they try to make it like a player character driven, story driven game. But Dawn of Three comes out um three days. 27th thursday is kind of odd day to release a game but um i'm kind of pumped about it i haven't pre-ordered it but i've been talking to andy he played the open beta and he says it's a lot of fun hmm. um he said it's more like two than it was like one but there's enough about it new that makes it kind of stand on on its own so i'm really interested to check it out and you know see how it see how it is oh my god these screenshots look chaotic <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's madness. But I haven't played. I'm so tired of entering my birth date in Steam. You know who I am. <laughs> my birthday is January first, nineteen fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I just changed the year. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, are you playing something, Clarence? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been playing a little of, uh, actually, I downloaded this game on my phone, so the name of the game is DuckTales Remastered. Woo! Which, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, if you have uh, the Steam, uh, I'm sorry, the Amazon Underground app installed on your phone, which is just Amazon Store, the equivalent of Google Play, um, and you have to check the little box for unknown sources, which you know the source is Amazon. And you can get this game for free right now. So, you know, I had this game on my phone and I didn't even boot it up. And I didn't play the old one. I never played the old one at all. We and did. Did we? Yeah, I don't think we, I played it. We we rented it once. Like, okay. I, I remember playing it. We we may have rented it. I don't remember. It's been years and years ago. <laughs> Man, those Capcom Disney NES games were like all good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, I was at home this weekend and I gave my nieces my phone to play a game and, uh, one of them, one of them pressed on this one and started playing it and I was just like in shock. Of course, the remaster came out like a couple of years ago before it eventually made it down to the phone, but man, the game looks freaking beautiful to be as old as it is. It's a beautiful looking game, especially on handheld. Uh, and to my, joy and surprise is like fully voice acted so i don't know if they got the original voice actors if they're even still alive but they got some people <laughs> who sounded just like the characters from the the 90 early 90s show and it, it was late 80s early 90s anyway it was a joy a joy to see them play and actually jump in and try to play this game with them i was just surprised it was really really well done voice acted and it looks beautiful on my uh 
Galaxy X X X S six. Unfortunately, that's all I got. <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> hope to upgrade that soon. But yeah, um, beautiful game. If you're into the Ducktales at all, I think you should download it for free on Amazon Store. They are actually rebooting this show that's going to come out pretty soon, starring David Tennant of Doctor Who fame as Scrooge McDuck. So yeah, check it out. Has an interesting art style to it too, the way they're drawn. So yeah, basically, I haven't played this game, uh, the new version of it, the remastered version, but I, I've been listening to the soundtrack for this game. It's on Spotify. Really? And they they re- the guy who did it. I can't remember his name. He remixed all the tracks and like modernized them. Oh, Great wow. soundtrack, and they it, they even have the old tracks, the old NES tracks as well. Hmm. So, um, everyone loves the moon theme. I need to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, man, I was just so surprised it was voice acted. I was not expecting that at all. But anyway, so, Carrie, you've been playing something? Some betas? <laughs> so, uh, I guess, Carl, I guess before, when he, while he's away, we can talk, talk about you and if there's anything you've been playing that you want to talk about, because I know it's been a while. And other than the Street Fighter, is there anything else you want to talk about that you've been playing over these past years, weeks, whatever? Years? <laughs> I guess, what are you, I guess weeks would be better. Um, <laughs> what I've been playing, um, I guess I'm not going to talk much about Austin Nights, but I know what people would be interested in. I've been playing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, man. Uh, so, are you finding the new uh, gameplay mechanics worth the game, or are they too much a departure from the original uh, linear type story of the Zeldas of times past? You know, those Zelda has always, I guess, to some extent, been linear. You know, there's always been, you know, a preset path for you to follow. Yeah. You always had the option to go as far as possible in the wrong direction. You know, sure, before hitting a wall or, you know, not having an item yeah. that wouldn't let you uh, traverse this area. But they would let you go pretty, pretty far, um, you know, before you get stopped. So it, so, you know, you still have that element. But like you said, yeah, in this one, there, there's really, there's only one area, as far as I can tell, that kind of bars you from getting there. But I guess that was my fault for not looking in the right <laughs> places. But uh, cause like well, I guess I can say it, uh, Death Mountain, the volcano areas. Um, you know the, the game has lots of weather mechanics where you know if you get cold, too cold, you lose, you take health, uh-huh. you lose health. You get too hot, you lose health. And so I always thought it related to heat. But if you go to Death Mountain, you spontaneously combust and just catch on fire. <laughs> what? And yeah, and there's like no getting. Like I, I thought, I thought I had to upgrade all my heat items and I was still burning up. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? And I finally found a guy in Bouts, uh, which I probably could have found the creature, but there was a, there was an animal, you could mix it with some stuff, and you actually created a lotion that would keep you from catching fire for a few minutes. <laughs> what? And I was, I was then able to get far enough up the mountain to where I could buy fireproof armor, and you know, now I'm okay for that area. But, but yeah, I pretty much been playing, I just been running around doing shrines and finding, um, the Korok seeds, you know, upgrading and stuff, cause my wife, she's really into Zelda. And she'll never forgive me if I proceed in any story elements without her present. So, so that's wait, another possible. Wait, hold up. Are you taking turns playing through it or is she watching you play or how is that actually happening? She has her own save file, but she doesn't really have time to play. Um, like she's actually literally still on the plateau. 
and uh, which is that that beginner area that was in all the demos that we saw before the game was released. So she has her say on save file. My nephew has a save file, and I have a uh, you know a save file. And we mostly was watching my nephew play, um, and then we watched me play for a while. And I play like before bed because you know just cause, you know I can easily pull the tablet out and keep playing. And um, so like, but I've been doing everything possible uh, aside from and avoiding all story elements. So I've just been doing shrines, revealing the map, uh, fighting random enemies, having fun with the physics, doing upgrades, um, running through mazes and doing other little challenges. Uh, but the, but I've been avoiding the path to the main four dungeons. Um, and there's these, uh, like flashbacks that you, that you have to find on the map. I've just, I'll find them and then mark them. Uh, so I can come back to him later to, to watch him with her. But, uh, that's, that's what, that's what I've been doing. Like, I, I love the physics in this, in this game, you know, like, you know, the elemental physics. Like, if you're in a lightning storm, you can, you can throw some, you can hit somebody with some metal and they'll get, them getting struck by lightning, uh, cause it, cause it just, the lightning just attracts the metal. And if a fire is set on the ground, you can, you can use your sail cloth thing and like hover above and, and then fire arrows down at them. You have arrows of different element, elemental properties. So you have that, you know, that J- Japanese rock, paper, scissors type thing. Fire beats ice. Ice beats fire. Hmm. Um, electricity beats water, you know, type of thing. And, you know, so that's, that's real fun to do. So you can like one shot some enemies that would have gave you a lot of trouble. And, you know, you find so many weapons to use. And Yeah, you know, I heard the weapons breaking was a huge problem. Well, yeah, that's, that's actually not too bad. Um, because once you find the, you know, the master sword is not going to break. So once you find that, um, but they, but they then, uh, don't want you to use it. It says, do not depend on it, uh, because it will drain its power. So if you use it too early, it gets extremely weak. It becomes a very weak, uh, a weak, unbreakable weapon, but then it gains its power back. Uh, Wait, why even give time. it to you? <laughs> well, you know, you got the, yeah. cause if you, I'm pretty sure Ganon will probably break all your damn weapons if you try to fight them with that inside of the master sword. So you gotta have something to fight with. Um, uh, but like, but when it's fully powered, like, can I be forgetting that I have it sometimes? Cause I've gotten used to not using it. Um, so like, I'll be fighting enemies and then my weapons will be breaking. And then next thing you know, I'll pull out the master sword by mistake. And you, and I'm talking about, it just gets loud. Like, <laughs> the sound that the master sword make when it hits it, so you just hear pop, pop, pop. It's like, it's like shit, shit just go flying. I'm like, oh shit, I'm using the master sword. And like, and I'll hear it put it back up before I drain all the power out of it. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Cause like light just be flashing everywhere, and I'm like, man, okay, that's what I'm talking about. But well, let me go ahead and put it back up, and then I, you know, I use my other weapons. And the game, like they say, is hard. Like no matter how upgraded your items get, your armor get, some there's some enemies still just do <clears throat> pack a wallop. Like one enemy that you run into a lot is this guy on the on. He's pretty much a centaur. His arrows. When you first encounter him, he can one-shot you. And pretty much later in the game, I have like, what, 17 hearts now? He can, he can kill me with three arrows if I, if he hits me three times. Wow. It's, it's like ridiculous. Like you, you have to, you have to master your, your dodging element. And I had to start blocking because I used to just run in swinging. You, you got, you really got to use your shields when you get into them harder fights. And then you have to be careful too because some enemy, if an enemy is swinging a two-handed weapon, um, they can swing through your shield. So, hmm. so two-handed weapons are slower, but they break defenses. But if you also swing a two-handed weapon, you have low defense yourself because you can't 
block with your shield. So yeah, it's you know I, I'm loving it. You know I'm just killing and slaughtering everything. Oh, and speaking of killing and slaughtering everything, they have another mechanic in there um, because you know it has a day night system. Pretty much an hour goes by every minute, and some nights a blood moon will rise. And when that moon rises, if you're in an area where you killed somebody, they will immediately revive with extra defense what? and attack damage. Wow. And if and it's a hell of a fight. The blood moon only lasts an hour. Like an hour in real time. Well, an hour in <clears throat> I guess three three or four hours, maybe about five or six minutes in game time. And it really sucks sometimes. Like it's uh, the majority of the time though, I'm usually never near any enemies. Like I'm usually climbing a mountain or something, and then the blood moon rises. Cause there's a cutscene that they make you watch every time. Link, uh, Zelda, you know, she has she has like a Hermione Granger type voice, or and like, <laughs> and like she'll tell you the blood moon rises. Link, please be careful. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, this again. And then like, you can tell when it's coming though, cause like you'll you'll see the moon come over the horizon, but until it reaches its apex, the enemies won't get won't be revived. But once it gets close to its apex, all the clouds and stuff speed up. And there's like this, like kind of ethereal red, like floating stuff starts appearing everywhere, and the enemies come back. I only had one problem with it. One time I had killed the guardian, like literally just killed him, and then the blood moon right rose, oh, and he popped about the ground. He popped back up with a whole bunch of enemies, and I promise they slaughtered me so quick. <laughs> like took I took all my fairies. And I was like, oh my god. Like, yes. But there's really like no penalty for dying. You just. So I heard you, know, you, you have to save a lot, though. Back. Yeah. Yeah, it auto saves quite a bit. Oh, it does auto save. Yeah, it auto saves and you can uh, save at any time. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, because I heard people complain about they play like for a couple hours and then they get killed and they lose all their progress and stuff like that. Yeah, I think now I think it depends on where you where you're going. Like if you're just running across an empty field for a long time, yeah, um, it won't auto save. But if you like, you know, get to a shrine, find a find a, a new area on the map that you hadn't been to yet, where it actually pop up and say, you know, this is blah 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 gorge or something something mountain, you will see the auto save pop up at the bottom. But yeah, if you're if this is an area you've been to already, and you know it, you're just running around trying to get some distance or whatever. And you get killed, yeah. You get you get thrown back to your last auto save or manual save. So, so what are your overall impressions of the uh, switch in general? Um, are you enjoying it as a device? Uh, is it everything you hope for and more? Um, it, what can be improved on it? What are your thoughts? I didn't hope for much. It's it's what I expected, knowing Nintendo. Um, <laughs> You know, I actually, when I first heard the specs, you know, well, not the hardware specs, I knew they weren't going to make it, you know, you know, a freaking Xbox killer or, or anything like that. I knew it wasn't going to be all of that. Um, but when I first heard the, the screen size, I didn't care about the resolution. But you didn't I was like care six about the huh. Not like six inches. I was like, my, my <laughs> tablets are bigger than that. Like, it's <laughs> six inches? 6.2 uh, inches is the screen. For real? Which, that's the size yeah. of the new uh, the Galaxy S8, right? It so like, it's about the size of my phone. Yep, I thought it was bigger yeah. than that. Well, the screen is the size of your phone screen. It has a lot of bezel. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> which I which I guess makes sense um, for the hardware, battery, and the docking capabilities for the controllers locking into it, or or just Nintendo being cheap. 
<laughs> but uh, but yeah, six inches, you know, at that size, you know, the 720p is not a problem. You know, it, it's beautiful. You know, it looks better than, to me sometimes than when I'm looking at it on the TV screen. But it's probably because I don't have the best vision. And with the tablet being only a foot from me and the TV being 30 feet from me, you know, I can see more definition up close. But I do like that they finally went with no region locking. I created myself a Japanese account. Um, and I have it synced up to the tablet as well. So I have two separate accounts. Uh, it consolidates all your news feeds. So when I bring up the news feed, I have like all the Japanese news in Japanese font <laughs> characters That's cool. on the screen. Then I have the American one. So if there's any, the thing that sucks though is if it's the same news, it gets duplicated in English and in Japanese. And cause like I downloaded a lot of Japanese stuff that then about a week later came out in America. So I was like, hmm, so should I delete those and then re-download them? I'll probably wait on that. <laughs> Yeah, all those games yeah. that you're playing over there. All those games. Yeah, well, that's not really. I downloaded them, um, updated them, well, that, launched them to look at, but didn't really play them. Yeah, well, I was, I was kind of joking because there's not <laughs> many, many games. Uh, there's actually, well, not many original new IPs. Um, they, you know, kind of, they went a little happy now with their virtual console downloads, you know. Those don't count, Carl. Come on, man. (laughs) Anything you can download for free on a computer doesn't count. Wait, those are not on, well, I guess those are on PC. Well, yeah, I actually got those in the Humble Bundle, now that I think about it. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, it's it's not a lot of games. I think Mario Kart just came out, but like people say, um, you buy a Nintendo console for Nintendo games. And they're coming. They will come. I hope <laughs> two of them. There's two of them that I hope will come, but I'm still not sure. I really want some F Zero and I want some Metroid. Pokemon. And I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna get them. Pokemon. Pokemon. I don't. I don't care about Pokemon. You don't care about a console Pokemon. I don't care about a portable Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but that we will see. Like when Pokemon come out. On that system, a full portable console Pokemon that hopefully you know, they won't you know dumb it down and you know code it like it was made for the 3DS and just put it on the Switch. Well, let's see what. Well, I'm saying that like I was going to get the game, but no matter how they code it, people are going to eat it up. Let's see what the sales equate to then, and let's see if Nintendo you know actually finally say yeah, 3DS is dead. Here, come to the Switch. Because there is rumored of a Switch Mini in the works. What? Which people, which people say they believe will probably be the, the, the successor to the 3DS. It's going to still be a Switch, but it'll just be more oh, portable. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, that actually has me intrigued. Switch <laughs> Mini, dude. I'd be down for that. Oh, it looks so cool. But it'd probably be the same price. <laughs> even though that's just a, even though that's just yeah. a mock-up, it looks so cool. Yeah, because it is kind of confusing how the 3DS is still around, and you have a mobile, uh, beefier gaming platform around as well. So it's kind of like which one cartridge based. Yeah, like <laughs> what are you supposed to get, and why do you have both of these mobile platforms? So yeah, I mean that actually makes a lot of sense. That's the first news I've heard of that. So that's that's pretty cool. I looked that up. Actually, I know these are just mockups, but the mockups look dope, man. I actually want the Switch Mini to be a clamshell. I agree. Sub sub two hundred dollars, five inch display, D pad, no dock, no Joe Coins. Don't need it. Oh, it's compatible with the dock and compatible These are with beautiful. the Joy-Cons. They look so good. Like that's the console I wanted right there. 
That little one? Yes. I mean, it, it needs to, my, still, the only difference is the buttons don't come. I mean, the controller doesn't come off. And but it's smaller. smaller yeah, well, I mean, it's more portable. Pocket. And you can still plug it up to a TV. Like, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, I, I do see the sense of, of coming out with something that's a little less uh, adjustable. But, you know, you can make one unit. And that one unit is going to be cheaper to make than all this unit with all these different parts. If it's, yeah. if it's $150, I don't care about it. Not being able to take the controllers off is half the price. Hey, and we gotta we gotta refurbish all these note screens. You know, pull them over on to the switch and and make something awesome instead of putting. Them <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, because you know once you remove the battery, it becomes very good hardware. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that switch mini. I'm sorry, that like that's the best thing I've heard about yeah. Nintendo. For I hope that's real. Oh my! Oh, God, they actually. Like, how they actually mocked up a real D-pad on it. I didn't notice that. Not that you know, PlayStation, almost PlayStation, like <laughs> D-pad. That's pretty cool. Yes. So, Carrie, is there anything else you want to hit, hit up on here, man? Or? Oh well, I'm, yeah, I'll just talk quickly. Um, so I've been playing some new old F- FPSs this past weekend. Um, as you know, there's there's currently a pre-alpha of Unreal Tournament. And it's actually being co-developed by Epic and like Community, so you can actually contribute to this. And um, but you can download the the current version of the game right now, and it runs just fine. Um, I had a lot of fun with it, and you know, there's also another uh, FPS that I played that I can't really say the name of, but it <laughs> probably doesn't take too much imagination to figure out what it was. <laughs> there's there was really only two in the heyday. But anyway, that one was a lot of fun. I like it a whole lot more than the Unreal Tournament game, but I can't tell you exactly what it is, but you should probably know. <laughs> Look at your choices, people. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to oh, say. Wait, no. Oh, wait, I have to think of the wrong game. Unreal wasn't in my feed. That was the other game in my feed for signing up for beta or early access or to play. It is great. It's great. I love it so much. There was a beta. Oh, never mind. Let me shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah. Main discussion? Yeah. What is that? I think we're main main discussion. We we pretty much already. I'm the main discussion. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of already drilled them. So, yeah. So you want to talk about what you're watching, or and kind of wrap it up with that? Um, yeah, I guess we'll end it off with this real quick. Um, so there's a show on Siffy, Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi, Siffy. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about. Um, there's a show called Cosplay Melee. Now, guys, look, I've never cosplayed, but I find the whole genre and the community around it very, very, very intriguing. And if I, I want to, and if I had enough skill to do it, I would do it. But it looks awesome. So, <laughs> anyway, have any of you guys cosplayed? Actually, real quick, any, anybody? Uh, I, I might do it this year. Yeah, I have Dragon Con over there. Yeah, yeah, we, like you say so. We got the we have the big one. Well, not the big one, but I guess the second, third. And I know you got San Diego and New York. Um, I don't know. Was Dragon Con be num- number three? I don't know how many more there are but yeah I'm thinking about it I've been losing weight Um, not for that but that's that's also part of the motivation because I want to cosplay as um, 
wow, the name was on the tip of my tongue, and I cannot. Oh, Rodan. I don't know if you played uh, Bayonetta, but uh, I want to cosplay as this black guy. Um, like he's a fun, he's a fun character in the game. He's you know um, I just like the character because I like the game, but uh, just ignore the subject matter. Um, but he's pretty he's pretty much he's pretty much literally the devil in that game. But he's not he's not the enemy. In the game, he's pretty much just a black dude that owns a bar and he makes Bayonetta's weapons. But uh, <laughs> and he's like freaking unstoppable. He makes the weapons from the demons that he kills. So he he goes to hell, like kills a powerful demon and makes a weapon out of it and gives it to Bayonetta. But like uh, oh, cool. in part two, in part two he um he he dresses as Santa Claus and, and that that's like the second phase of the costume that I want to do. I, I like found online uh, like a big like Santa Santa Claus jacket with, uh, <laughs> that I would like to wear. You'll get me like a fake cigar, some shades. I'm not gonna go to nine yards and get the you know the red contact lenses or whatnot or tattoos or anything like that. I might ball my head. I'm not sure. Uh, go for it. <laughs> but that, yeah, I I can I really want to do that. And a friend of mine uh, at work, he loves um like all the stuff that um. What's his name? Uh, uh, Kamiya. Hideki Kamiya. He loves like all his games and, uh, he really loves the, the wonderful 101. And he's, and he's cosplayed as, um, as the, uh, Red Leader, um, and wonderful 101. It's from the Comic Cons. And, and, uh, so I told him, so, you know, we, we were thinking about doing it and like linking up with a whole bunch of people who are like cosplaying as characters from that, from those games. Cause he also worked on like the original Resident Evil on Capcom, Beautiful Joe and stuff like that. Um, so like, that's, that's, I'm thinking about it. I'm really, really <laughs> thinking about it. Dude. If I reach my weight loss goal, I think I'm going to do it. Or even without my weight loss goal, I can still do it. Cause I have the size. <laughs> Dude, I've been thinking about, um, going to the con here. And if I do, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do killer B from Naruto. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I think that'd be a cool one. Be hard to pull off, but it'd be worth it. Yeah, and then uh oh yeah, if you pull them off, that would be awesome. I'm looking at <laughs> Killer Beast the man. Yeah. I still remember your Lewis from Walking Dead. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I have I mean, cosplay. I completely uh... I completely forgot about that. Left Left for Dead. Left for Dead. What? Like one of them? <laughs> Pills. <laughs> So, so guys, back on the show, uh, the show's oh, on coach. sci-fi, uh, is cosplay melee. If you think you, if you think that you would be interested in ever making your own suit or armor or helmet from scratch, you definitely need to watch this show, man. The things that these guys pull off is just freaking amazing. Like they pull off some props that look like they came straight off the set of something like Star Wars or something. So these guys on here are amateurs are supposedly quote unquote amateurs, but they've been doing it for years for cons and stuff. And the things they can pull off, man, are, are freaking amazing. Even if you just go watch the first episode only, there's a dude on there who does this suit in the vein of something in Star Wars. It's just freaking amazing. So and if you just want to see the process behind how they actually do some of this stuff, you know, with they, they're using mostly foam and painting techniques and, and aging techniques that you would never really think of unless you really kind of thought outside of the box. So, yeah, if you ch- just check out this show, I promise you, you'll like it. And, uh, yeah, 
That's all I got. <laughs> cool. So yeah, just real quick. Um, I Better Call Saul just started back up. Don't know if you guys are fans of Breaking Bad. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Um, this is the third season of the prequel. And as the first letter of all our episodes of last season stated, Fring is back. <laughs> so, uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. The second, third episode, third episode came on tonight. So I'll be watching that so- shortly along with the first episode of Silicon Valley, which aired. Oh, that yes- starts? Yeah, it aired yesterday. <laughs> um, started oh, yesterday. so it started before Game of Thrones, huh? Well, yeah. So wait, is it still after Game of Thrones now, or did they move it to another time slot? No, I I don't know. Like Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones got, got pushed, pushed back to, to July. Some, yeah, it's like July seventeenth or something like that. So I'm glad that they didn't wait on Silicon Valley. Yeah. I'd be miserable yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love that show. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, man. That whole that whole what was it? The inside out compression discussion. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, you take the both the two hands. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to like detail that, but it was so funny when they it, just the way they came up with that. That was at the end of wrote the, it down. End of the first season, I think, but it was so funny. I was hooked to, it, ever since then I've been hooked on that show. It's just hilarious. Yeah, but that, and they went so deep into it and <laughs> and, 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 and he <laughs> And he actually got an idea from from them up there, true, like deeply brainstorming on how he could achieve this with the entire audience. Yeah, like, er- <laughs> like to me, one of the coolest things about this show was how they spent all this time and money on building the the best inside out compression engine that they could think of, and they could do all these cool things. But the website was crap, <laughs> which is kind of typical of engineers who are really really smart. And they don't really think about the UI user interaction. So I, I really love that aspect of the show. It's, it's, it's definitely a funny show and I have to catch yeah, up. He on was it. too smart. He was too smart. Like yeah. those classes he did where he was li- literally teaching this gen- general public audience, like all of the algorithm and logic and terms and yeah. I like, yeah. I was like, come on. I know, I know you're that smart guy, but your, your common sense isn't that low, is it? It's just, it's just for me, like, I've just have so much more appreciation for this show than I do something like Big Bang Theory. Cause like, oh, to man. me, to me, I've always hated Big Bang Theory cause it just seems to me just like an exploitative, like, let's make fun of nerds type thing. Whereas like, I actually know people that act like the people on Silicon Valley. Like, I don't know anybody who acts like those people on Big Thing- Bang Theory. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, that show always offended me. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked Howard was my favorite character, so it, I can get past everyone else. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. Um. So, I guess that's it, guys. Are we done? Yeah, Carl, are you working anything cool you want to tell us about before you get before you go? Um, let's see. Um No, I guess I'm trying to think of anything tech worthy. Um Oh well, uh one item. Um I've been competing in Street Fighter Five tournaments, um uh here and there. Um I was gonna I decided not to go to final rounds, um, but I was gonna I thought about attending, but yeah, I've I've, I've never placed in any of them. Like the butterflies and the nervousness, man. It's it's something about <laughs> playing online in your underwear. 
uh, compared to playing, <laughs> you know, in person surrounded by a group of people talking. You know, I used to talk smack <laughs> myself all the time, but I haven't had a chance to play. You know, trying to perform. You know, performance anxiety. You know, pretty much. So did you throw <laughs> up like B Rabbit on eight mile before, before you went up there on the stage? Uh, no, nah, I didn't throw up, but if, um, I'm thankfully. The body odor in there covered up uh, whatever what did come out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I guess you've seen this show. Bring me my brown my, pants. Uh, oh, was it TNT or TVS? It might be ESPN. Where they show the Street Fighter tournament that they're running. Yeah, they're actually running that here. I thought about going there, going to watch because uh, the tickets are free. Um, it's at the TB- TBS, uh, like a uh, auditorium. Oh. Uh, what do they call it there? E Sports Arena. It's uh, it's actually right on Georgia Tech campus. Um, you know, with all the top players, Daigo them, et cetera. And I was like, man, I ought to go in there. Cause they was having a little invitation or two where they're going to let 64 people, you know, sign up for, you know, and play a match and, you know, $250 little pot bonus, as well as, you know, you get to be the audience, you know, cheering on the, you know, the, the, you know, the top players. You should do that, man. As much as you love yeah, that they game. do it every Friday and Saturday. I think it's got about three more weeks. I'm, I think I'm going to try to attend at least one of them. It's one of those first come first serve type of thing. You know, once they reach capacity, then no more free parking and free passes are given. Oh wow! You just, so you have to. So you got to like. So you, you you reserve it online, and then you you know you must show up early enough to you know get your spot. Cool, cool. But but no cost, no cost for parking, no cost for tickets. <laughs> so I guess like fun. Yeah, yeah, cool. I yeah, I would love to see you on TV participating. <laughs> like I said, if I can get past these butterflies and perform like I perform in my underwear, and, <laughs> just uh, go in your underwear. Nobody will care. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's one guy that plays named Marn. I think he's from like the Philippines or something like that. He's a heavy set dude, and he will pull his shirt off. Oh man! Like in the middle of the match, sitting there with the jigglies and everything out. It done got like, serious up here. To, like. <laughs> To like throw off his opponent, like <laughs> mind games, real. Huh? Yeah, he was a mind games guy. Like, it, <laughs> that's funny. So, guys, I'll just say, uh, if you're into Doctor Who, check out my other podcast called Discussing Who, where we'll be going through each episode. And we did the first episode of Doctor Who already called Pilot, and then we're getting ready to record episode number two called Smile. So. Yeah, check that out if you're interested in Doctor Who. It's it's good stuff, man. Carrie, are you working on anything cool right now? Uh, not really. Uh, I will probably be streaming some Warhammer Dawn of War 3 this weekend. I'm going to try to get with Andy and see if we can maybe do something, because he was talking to me today about streaming as well. Be cool if we could kind of do some cross-streaming multiplayer or something. I don't know. We'll figure that out later. But I I know I'm going to be streaming some games this weekend if you're bored. And you want to just watch me on Facebook play video games? Cool. That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I guess uh, there's nothing else. Carrie, want to take us out, man? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, special thanks to Mr. Carl Minor Caesar T. Thank you. Thank you. Caesar T in uh, the house. What, what was your What was your fish theaters? Was it <laughs> Was it fish fish house fish, fish house. house the the hundred inch screen. Hundred inch screen. I got a. I have a. I have a eighty six now and a hundred and thirty now. Oh wow! Good lord. You know it's not hard to do. All you got. I got to do is get a few feet back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, good deal, man. Like we 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 gotta have you back on soon. Um, enjoyed talking to you again, man. Glad to see you're doing all right and everything. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, glad to hear you guys are doing good too. Like I said, I can definitely say I missed this. That's why we started back doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good way to stay connected. Oh yeah. You got anything else, Clarence? That you want to say for you? No, man, I'm good to go. All right. Well, this is Tech Petition signing off. You guys have a good night. Very very quick. Very very quick. Very very quick. Very very quick. I can't. I can't beat that. I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Tech Petition Podcast. For more information, go to techpetition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.